So we hope you're enjoying the podcast today. We hope you'll support us by joining with our sponsors to help the Chaos Cast and Edge 29 Chaos Preparedness content happen. We work with brands that we think will help our listeners, viewers, and followers in disasters or even just regular everyday life. So we hope you'll get ready with us at ReadyWise by tapping the link in the description and using code CHAOS10, all lowercase letters, to save 10% on your next emergency meal buckets, camp meals, and survival equipment. We also hope you'll check out Packfresh USA through the link in the description and use code EDGE to save 10% on your food storage equipment. Imagine being able to put up your own survival rations, your own beans and rice, and having the right equipment to do it right there in your kitchen. Well, Packfresh USA's got you covered. They've got the Mylar bags, they have the sealers, and they have the oxygen absorbers and the instructions on how to use it to put up your food. Also, if you're wanting to uh, just upgrade your fire making kit, a lot of us bushcrafters and hikers and campers have those. Um, if you're looking to upgrade that, let's check out Blackbeard Fire Starters and use code EDGE, all capital letters, same as Packfresh, to save 10%. If you're just wanting to protect your eyes from the sun, then check out our friends at Tor Edge um, and save 10%. Actually, no, wait, they're 15% off your next pair of great sunglasses with code EDGE, all capital letters. They've got polarized sunglasses. They they are durably made. They are made of some really tough nylon. They have oil and saltwater resistant coatings to uh, help those glasses last. And uh, they have a lifetime warranty and uh, a great return, like a great replacement policy. Um, I think up to two times they can be replaced. Uh, as long as they're in stock. So, yeah, go check them out and you'll save 15%. And they always seem to have a buy one, get one deal going on with their great sunglasses. So, go check them out through the link in the description. And finally, for your emergency charging power needs, we hope you'll check out batteries. Um, you can use code EDGE, uh, E D G E, all capital letters, just like Pack Fresh, just like Black uh, Beard Fired Starters. Um, and Tor Edge, you can use that code to save 10% on your emergency phone chargers. Now, these phone chargers have an eight-year shelf life, they have up to a three-hour charge, and they have a sticker so you can peel it off and stick it on the back of your cell phone. So if you're out there on the road, you forgot your cell phone charger, you break down, and your phone's about out of charge, you're just trying to get a hold of some help, and that power bar is blinking, well, you have the ability keep it charged for an extra three hours if you throw this in your glove box in your go bag and you you just happen to remember i have that extra charger well they have those and you can save 10 percent on that and also you can go to our landing page at edge29chaos.com and you will find most of the links to these sponsors if you're not on the podcast and app that you normally listen to to us on and you want to go just check those out we have all our links there on the landing page we also have a link to our merch store where you can get the happy gun shirt um, in a world full of gun negativity we need to spread more gun positivity and there's no better way of doing that than with a happy gun shirt from iron wolf distributors and we've got those shirts on sale right now 23 98 that includes your shipping and you get a great shirt supplementation printing and you've got that beautiful 
the mentally happy gun helping you spread gun positivity everywhere you go and finally if uh you're looking for a way to support the chaos cast then hey just go check out our website you can sign up for our email subscription list uh, you can read the blogs you'll get the notifications when new blogs are sent out when you email campaigns are sent out for deals that we're going to have for people um you'll get notified of all that we have a ton of great articles we try to keep you up to date on disaster preparedness news as well as different ways uh you know just to grow in your homesteading your prepping and your survival and outdoor skills um yeah we want to help you out we're doing our best so if you want to support us go check those things and all that leads to uh greater support for what we do here in this ministry at s29chaos.com because yes this is a ministry we are doing this to help you we want to help you in growing in your preparedness So, I love AI. I'm not gonna tell. You, I'm not, I'm not gonna um, deny that I love AI. Um, it, it's just, it's. It, how can I say it? Um, I can really see the potential here for a person to do a lot. One person can do so much. Like I, I've already used AI to expand my media, my social media brand. Like I, I I'm using it for all aspects um but we've been using ai for a long time and we just didn't a lot of people did not realize it when you were using search engines like google those prompts uh when it would pop up certain um prompts for you to um you know to kind of you know correct your words uh, or to kind of complete what you're looking for when that mysterious thing pops up on your um your search feed you know you you were just talking about going and getting a reese's cup and that reese's commercial come up we've been dealing with ai for a while um especially on social media now uh ai i can give you the definition of ai we're going to read you from wikipedia and um tell you what they call ai so Artificial intelligence is intelligence perceiving, synthesizing, and inferring information. you got to forgive my redneck rambling accent here. I get tongue tangled sometimes. But it's demonstrated by machines as opposed to intelligence displayed by humans or by other animals. Example tasks in which this is done include speech recognition, computer vision, translation between languages as well as other mappings of inputs. AI applications include advanced web search engines, recommendation systems used by YouTube, Amazon, and Netflix. Google search is for the way they give the web search. Understanding human speech, such as Siri and Alexa. Self-driving, self-driving cars, Waymo. Generative or creative tools, such as chat, GPT, and AI art, which there's just a plethora of, of things stemming from chat, GPT, um, using AI. Automated decision-making and competing at the highest level in strategic game systems, such as chess and Go. 
as machines become increasingly capable, tasks considered to require intelligence are often removed from the definition of AI, a phenomenon known as the AI effect. For instance, optical character recognition is frequently excluded from things considered to be AI, having become a routine technology. So, one of the things that you're seeing more and more here is that um, is that we've forgotten in a lot of senses just um, how much we're using AI. I mean, this it's, it's the human animal. We get used to something and we we just take it for granted. Uh, we take these social media platforms for granted. We take. You know, I find myself sometimes, and and I, you you wouldn't have caught me, you know, not saying I wouldn't have talked to a person from another country, but you wouldn't have caught me doing that because I didn't have the ability to do that without spending a ton of money on phone bills. Um, talk, you, you wouldn't have caught me talking to somebody from another country because of the cost, you know, years ago. But now I find myself having friends that are closer than some American friends in other countries such as Australia and the UK and even in Germany. And I'm finding some in China, too. Um, It's just, it's wild uh, what we uh, can do now. And we take it for granted. We take technology for granted. We take artificial intelligence for granted. If our cell phone didn't autocorrect half of what we're typing on it in text messages, I mean, there would be no more friendships. People would be at each other's throats for some things they've texted before. If that, that, uh, that uh, autocorrect wasn't correct in their text, but we 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 always take things for granted. We take people for granted. We're, it's no different with these artificial intelligences, and so many of us don't even know that artificial intelligence has been a part of our lives for decades now. It's just now the average person is having access to artificial intelligence now. It's kind of like anything, you know, it starts in the bit in the military realm or the research realm or education realm, um, then goes into the business realm and they can afford to, you know, downsize enough for businesses to use it. And then it goes, somebody gets that wild idea to bring it out into the, you know, the human spectrum or, you know, the regular populace. Hey, let's, let's give these people the ability to carry a television around with them everywhere and let them talk and watch videos and 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 um, and play games on their phone and read books and listen to books and 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 all kinds of things and and then you have people with cell phones you know since that I'd say it came out in the 80s and now you look where we're at now carrying these these phones that are more powerful than computers were in the 80s and um, you know artificial intelligence you know businesses could afford it for a while and that's why you had your your um, search engines and whatnot a lot of what people have believed uh, you know well, the Google's listening to me it, it, they just have a certain AI triggers or certain words that trigger certain uh, uh, algorithms and artificial intelligence um, within their systems that when you say a certain thing what's well, it's not like they're listening to you it's just there's there is a response because of this automated system you know and, and it's perceptive and hey he likes Reese's we're going to give him a Reese's cup commercial and so AI has been a part of our lives but the thing now is is that the average person is getting to where they have access to it and and it's not just some little 
play around type thing. This is, you can ask it questions. You can do research with it. Um, there was an article as I was preparing for this, uh, this podcast is it was, it was talking about how it was going to change the classroom. Now, you have a lot of kids that are tricking or they're kind of, they've learned how to use chat GPT. Cause I don't know if you can really trick chat GPT, but they are, they have learned to kind of use it for, you know, I wouldn't say nefarious means, but just what regular, you know, young folks are going to do, but they were using it to print papers for school. So they wouldn't have to do their homework. They just have chat GPT, write it. And, and chat GPT can write some pretty good stuff. Uh, I've used it to write blog articles and I, you know, I do that final, you know, you know, run through to make sure it's not mis, you know, misconceived something or generated a wrong response response, but they're, they're working on it now to keep people from using it for homework. But, um, there's the story I was reading was where one young lady was research doing a research paper for a class in college, and she was using ChatGPT as a study help, which I, I don't got a problem with that. I'm not always able to be there when my children are doing homework. You know, uh, I'm running a side business. I'm working a job. My wife's running a side business. I'm working a job. It's, you know, life can be chaotic. You know, they can usually text me and ask me questions or go to my, my mother or father, but my oldest son is learning to just use chat GPT. Um, it really just multiply. It's like a force multiplier is what I've told a lot of people. Um, you know, people talk about why, you know, we have access to, you know, fire, certain firearms, whatever you think about an AR 15, it is a force multiplication, uh, tool. Basically. That's why military uses it. It is a, a battle rifle made to be, loaded very quickly, made to be have cartridges and uh, magazines changed out very quickly when you know the system and how to operate it. And, and it takes one man and gives him the ability to fight multiple people with possibly handguns. That's why you have a lot of SWAT teams that use um, battle rifles like AR-15s uh, when they go in to deal with you know, a hostage situation or criminal because that guy is likely more times I know when you're dealing with a shooting, it's not an AR-15. Only AR-15s there are usually the police, but it's usually a guy with a pistol. So he's, those law enforcement officers are wanting a form of force multiplication. And that was how, you know, automatic weapons were, you know, uh, advertised to the communities. Um, a lot of people don't realize it, but Sears and Robux had, a uh, an ad for a fully automatic Thompson submachine gun that you you know a person could buy as long as they had their um, their license through um, the ATF you know you can you can own you can still to this day own fully automatic weapons but they stopped making them in 1985. So that that tangent using that to explain this is is people have used tools for years to multiply their abilities. And that's kind of what I see AI. Now, again, when they get, when the government gets scared of, of people getting out of hand, narratives getting out of their control, uh, people moving too quick for them to keep up with, they start wanting to regulate things. When companies want to start regulating things, um, usually for similar means, it's corporations wanting to, to, to ensure their dominance in a field, to ensure that people can keep coming to them for certain things. One of the things we're seeing with AI is it 
it's, it's making certain jobs obsolete. Now, <laughs> two or three years ago, you have talked to a lot of your politicians, what you would call uh, you know, elitist politicians, the collegiate, and they were swearing up and down how um, you know, pretty soon, you know, we, there were going to be no jobs in these factories. All, you know, it's all going to be automated, yada, yada, yada. And yeah, I can see that to a degree. But what I can see happening a lot more quickly is white collar jobs disappearing. You know, when you're dealing with uh, augmented reality, when you're dealing with, um, when you're dealing with um, surveillance and you're dealing with the ability to communicate real time anywhere in the world, you could have one guy sitting in a room watching a bank of cameras on like three plants. Um, and, and that guy could be supervising those plants. I mean, it's happening more and more. I mean, one of the plants I used to work at, there was a, a friend of mine, his cousin was working for that company in their surveillance department watching the cameras. And she called him and talked to him about seeing him on the camera. But, and one thing she told him, they were there to watch the management to make sure that the management was doing their job. Now, we're seeing more and more jobs being replaced by artificial intelligence in the white collar community more quickly than we are in the blue collar community. Why? Because it costs a lot less. And businesses are going to deal, when you can get a force multiplication unit in there and it can save you tons of money and bonuses and salaries, you're going to use it. Uh, pretty soon, you're not going to have. Um, I mean, we're seeing it more and more. Uh, we take care of our own uh, personnel issues in a lot of ways. We we go and we um, we we fill out our own health care, which used to your um, you know your your administrative offices in the companies at many factories and plants. Well, they took care of all that paperwork for you. But now you go in online and you can do what you want, and and literally they're just. The only reason they still have a lot of our personnel in there and those, the faculty and and different, excuse me, office clerks that we have at these factories is just simply because of the older generation not not fully integrating into the technological side. I mean, I can go in on an app on my phone and I can have my whole health insurance set up. I can have my benefits and everything taken care of. Whereas some of the, the older gentlemen that have not, not as well versed with technology. And I used to be in that group. So I've been in both worlds. I've been that guy that didn't know anything. And then I had to learn for what I'm doing now. I've kind of, you know, learned some new skills. And so like that, you know, just like that, we'll show you that effect in the camera because I'm going to have this on YouTube later, but like that, you know, I learned how to just take care of it myself. So that eliminated that lady having to help me. And pretty soon, you know, um, it, it, I'm helping them with things on their phones. I'm helping different people with things on computers. Um, you know, I'm not no, you know, fancy coder. I don't have to be though, because now we have a chat GPT, these different AIs that are generating code. You don't have to know how to write code. You have AI that knows how to do it. Um, you see so many startup companies now that are using AI and they're helping people automate businesses like just like that. Um, they're helping people start apps. They're helping people use these uh, for, for um, investment. They're using it for um, content creation. They're using it for uh, legal purposes. Uh, Chat GPT-4, I, I believe, is said that it passed the bar exam. And um, I was listening to a, a businessman talk about this on, uh, I think it was the Joe Rogan show. And um, 
I think his last name was Cho. And uh, he was talking about how he used ChatGPT and asked some similar questions on a legal issue. Then he called his lawyer and his lawyer actually um, come about saying basically the same thing that he got off ChatGPT. And one of the things that, you know, that cracked me up when he said that, I'd already been thinking about this and I was thinking, man, there's going to be a lot of collegiate that went to school a lot of years to be able to do this and know this. They're going to be replaced by Chad GPT and not just um, lawyers, but you're going to have writers. You're going to have artists, graphic artists, because now what you're seeing, excuse me, I'm adjusting my mic. It's not doing what I want it to do. But now what we're seeing more and more um, is that um, you have people that are using this to write their blogs. I use it to write my blogs. I, I've actually used one of the artificial intelligence apps to make two, di two or three different graphic novel rough drafts. And I was fairly surprised at what I was able to generate with the prompts that, and uh, instructions that I gave it. You have people that are uh, helping you know, ghostwriters, people that normally, you know, you, you'll dictate something to, or they'll help, they'll write your autobiography and, you know, or a biography for you. And uh, most of that's shopped out. Well, now we're seeing people that have programs that will basically do that for you. You don't have to be a writer. You don't have to be well-versed in uh, different writing styles. ChatGPT will write something. You know, it's they're wanting to regulate this because they realize, hey, this is starting to get out of control. We're working ourselves out of jobs. Um, when I was in the carpet industry, um, they were just go, 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 go. And, and everybody that came in there, the young guys that came in there, we were like, yeah, got to get on it, got to look good for the boss. And the older guys have been there for a while, says, y'all need to just slow down. Y'all working yourselves out of a job. Why? Because they had been through the layoffs where they had pushed for these big numbers and then there was a big dip in the demand for the carpet the companies made a crap load of money they laid off the people for a week or two and then you had um, people that were suffering in the company for it we worked they had literally worked themselves out of job because what was happening there was probably going to be a big high, price hike come in the carpet and you you had these big companies were buying it up while it was you know, still cheap. And then the companies were just like, yeah, yeah, come on, let's get it. Because they knew what they were doing. They announced that price hike knowing they were going to sell. And they'd hike the price, lower it back down, and do it again. And they would drive sales. They would drive us in the factories. We would work. And then all of a sudden, it's, everything slows down, and it's time for you to go home for a week and draw unemployment for a couple weeks or just find you something to do on the side and your bills are not being paid your savings accounts are dwindling your food on your table skimp and and so you you've seen collegiate you've seen companies and corporations and governments basically always you know kind of just throw it to us but now they're the ones in trouble the collegiate the ruling class they're the ones in trouble because AI does their job and AI doesn't make mistakes that they, that they do. Now, yes, I believe there is the potential for this to get out of control for the, you know, the wrong button could be pushed. I mean, your identity is being stolen uh, using some kind of AI um, 
some kind of AI to, you know, push through a firewall and a system. You know, there's all kinds of scenarios. But what I feel like is driving this now, like always, when it comes to Congress, when they, whenever they get motivated is when they know they're not going to make money. Don't, don't make any mistake. Those guys in Congress are not in that for the, the good of the people. When you're like the third generation of a political dynasty, you're not in it for the people. That's a career. You're looking to make millions of dollars. You're trying to help your family manipulate the system. And these corporations are helping you do it. They're buying you off. They, they bought you into the election. They bought you the votes. They created the image. These people... The only reason they're wanting to regulate AI is because they see the potentiality for us to not need them. You know, they see there will be businesses that will outperform others because those others will try to hang on to what they've done the last 30 years. We had to get these college kids in here to run this place because they're smart and these dumb uh, podunk rednecks need to run these machines and shut up. And then you're going to have that one businessman that's going to see AI. He's not going to hire a crap load of collegiate that costs a ton of money in salaries, you know, 100K a year. Uh, he's, going to, he's going to automate this system with AI. He's not going to buy a ton of, a, you know, um, equipment that people have to run. He's going to buy some AI-driven equipment. And he's going to have people that are happy. I mean, you look at Google, you look at these tech companies, how happy their workers are. Why? Because they're really not having to do a ton of hard work. Uh, that's that's to be seen when Elon Musk went in, took over Twitter, and fired like 75% of the staff, I'd say, or more. And it's, it's actually doing, it's actually operating even better and more easily and more smoothly for everybody. Uh it, it's a, it's, it's insane. Always look when they're starting to want to regulate something. It's because they're losing control. You never give up control. I mean, we're still living under certain restrictions because of the coronavirus in certain areas of the world. I still see people wearing masks because they've been enslaved in their mind. Now, I'm not getting crazy here. We know these things. They, you know, they never let a good crisis go to waste. Well, now they're having a crisis. We don't need to let this go to waste. We need, just like with TikTok, when they were trying to come out, you had everybody on TikTok that, that basically, you know, pushed and pushed to keep them from making these Restrict Act regulations. And I'd say these Restrict Act, this is right in the same line as your AI. They want control of the internet. They want control of the narrative. You're seeing a whole industry come collapse the mainstream television, cable, media, news. They're, they're just collapsing. The CNN's the best example of it. And, and I'm not going to say everything about CNN's, CNN's been bad. I can go on CNN online and get some pretty unbiased reporting. I'm not saying there's not biased reporting there. But you can pretty well get a good idea of what's really happening in certain areas. But I don't need to watch that show. <laughs> I don't need to watch Fox News anymore. I don't need to watch the official narrative. Now, here's the thing. You keep seeing all these people that have connections with intelligence agencies and the government. And they can't, through the government, control the media because that's freedom of speech. So what can they do? They can become part of the free speech and direct it and still kind of be in that little group and have the amenities of that group. And that's what we've seen with tick, uh, Twitter. We've seen... Um, We've seen uh, a head of an FBI, you know, department or, you know, his former FBI that uh, he was a head of a department at uh, Twitter and they had to let him go. You see that with Facebook. You see that with, 
all your tech companies, except the one that they were talking about trying to ban. What was that? TikTok. Because they don't have any say there. Because the Chinese government owns that. Now, I'm not repping for the Chinese government. What I'm saying here is there's a reason for what they're doing when they can't control a narrative. Now, we've seen for months and months how when you go on TikTok, you see a lot of news you won't see on mainstream. You won't see it on Facebook. You won't see it on Instagram. Why? Because the same ones that were controlling the mainstream have started easing into the new media, the new social media. And as the old mainstream decays and falls away and all those people that are left kind of realize, hey, we got left in a sinking ship. Well, hey, these guys have repositioned positioned themselves in these companies. And again, they're trying to manipulate the narrative, manipulate what we learn, trying to put limits on what we can find. You know what? I don't care really as long as it's not breaking the law. As long as it's not harmful, like I'm talking about, you know, we don't want pedophilia on the internet. We don't want, you know, people, you know, being, you know, murdered for fun on the internet. You hear about these crazy things that are in the dark web. You know, we don't want those types of things. We don't want people stealing identities and whatnot, but we want our general freedom of speech. I mean, when if somebody's got terrible ideas, we need to have it out there so we'll know that's there. I mean, they try to suppress things, and there's a lot of people that do not realize the things that are out there. They don't realize that there's still racism going on in certain areas. I mean, for a long time, you know, for a lot of years, I didn't. Th- I thought we had quelled it down, and then we begin to see a, see a resurgence. Or was it a resurgence, or does it just now have a voice, and these guys are able to get out and say more? Now, again. Don't get me wrong. There has been a lot of con- opposition voices that are just generally labeled racist and white supremacist and nationalist because th- that's how they f- fight their arguments. You know, that's, they don't argue. They just say, you're racist. We're not talking to you. You don't matter. And they put that on even their own people. So, again, controlling the narrative. You know, so many times they've, you know, you've seen this narrative come out that it was white supremacists doing something. And, and yeah, there was some white supremacists there, but they weren't the ones, do, you know, that wasn't the majority of what was going on. And they just used that narrative. But then when it seems when there were real white supremacists doing something, <laughs> you didn't hear much about it because it's going to make them look bad because it was guys that were, that were in their party. It, it's, it's insane what we're seeing. So with AI, they want to control it. Now, there are the theories that um, Aladdin was developed by, you know, a, a self-aware, conscious AI was invented by BlackRock and as accidentally or not accidentally, it just kind of, you know, it, it escaped onto the web and has disappeared into the Internet and they can't stop it. It's it's they don't know if it's manipulating society. You know, you hear these things. I don't know if it's true or not. I'm not saying yeah or nay. We've seen the Terminator and uh, John Connor's running from that name. Uh, some kind of new cyborg ever movie, and they've well extended it past its um, its usefulness uh, and entertainment because they've got completely off the whole point. I feel like nowadays they're trying to, they're trying to explain how everybody come to be when we know it ain't none of it made no sense in the beginning. How John Connor's was born from a guy from the future that ended up being one of his guys in his military. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's insane concept, but it's great for entertainment. Then now they're just really screwing it up. Getting off that tangent. I believe that, that maybe, you know, there's a possibility of seeing that, 
But I think also there's a possibility of seeing people learn to work with these algorithms, learn to, um, you know, just like the kids are, are utilizing it to better themselves, even whether, you know, whether or not it's, you, you believe it's right or wrong, it's what kids do. They've been doing it for years. You know, they're passing these tests with Chad G or passing these exams and the, and these college, uh, courses with, you know, stuff they farmed off AI, you know, artificial intelligence, uh, writing their, their, um, <laughs> writing their, their thesis for them. Um, I think we even had a Senator that wrote some, uh, bills for Congress, uh, Senator from California had some bills written by chat GPT, you know, that they were going to pass through Congress. And, um, I don't think anybody knew till after the fact it was, the, it was written that well, but I, I, I can see people using this to make money. Now they're talking about this. It's kind of like a new dot com boom when everybody started creating websites, uh, when that wasn't a huge thing. And then it became one in the late nineties. And you had things that, that survived, things that failed. It caused some, some disaster. Now they're saying we had this AI bubble and they're trying to use that as, hey, we got to control. We got never let a good disaster go to waste. There's probably some kind of truth to this. But they, hey, we got to control this. Now there will be people, if you let the markets do what the markets is going to do, it's going to be just like before. You're going to see certain uh, entities created and begin to function and be able to keep up with what's happening and people still use that that you know that that tool or that app or that that certain uh, website uh, that certain artificial intelligence um, system and they will survive this boom uh, you know this bubble bursting you know this is the AI boom so when that bubble bursts just like ever, you know, new thing comes to a head. Um, you'll see some some people lose a lot of money. It's normal. You'll see some people. I don't believe they're going to get a hold of the satellites. I, I believe if there's that intelligence of an AI out in the modern, the regular citizenry, then surely the government has probably uh, had an artificial intelligence developed that, which that's what scared me is the government having control of artificial intelligence because if they hadn't done this, they will do this. And it will give them more power and we'll have less power and they'll control everything. But you can't tell me they don't have something up their sleeve to compete with this, to protect them. And again, it always comes down to taking mine and your rights. It's the same thing with firearms. We, we need to take your firearms because you don't know how to use them as well as people we train, even though a majority of your, 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 your accidental discharges and your, firearms accidents happen with police and military and i mean that oh we got to take them there's too many shootings when a majority of those are gang members not regular people like me and you oh we gotta we got all these school shootings and we got to take your ar-15s when a majority of them are not used ar-15s are not used and uh, it's just like that it's another tool to limit us and when they can take every tool they have from you, they're going to do what they can to limit you. They, you know, you, you, if you've listened to these podcasts, you've listened to some of the things I say, I, I, I can see a future where you have a lot of homesteads, people creating their own food, people owning their land like it was back in the old days, uh, being in a way separated from the domination of the government. Uh, corporate, you know, control of farms could grow or disappear. 
but people would be able to go back to growing their own food again. People go back to having a good tight-knit community of support. Uh, people utilizing technologies like 3D printers, uh, these com computer AI-driven um, um, milling machines. Like um, there's something I seen the other day called a glow press, and it was talking about all the things you can make with it. And it was a, basically a laser cutter. And there's so many of these tools that a community of community, they could have a communal, communal manufacturing would be something I see coming out of all of this. All this AI driven stuff. You wouldn't need as many specialists. You'd need guys that could just get out there quick and take what they had made, a certain part they had made. And people would be able to go back away from spending money all the time and focus more back on families. They don't want strong families though. They don't want strong families. And if AI gives you the ability to make money outside of their system and you maybe you create your own system using that AI, that can't happen because they can't control that. And you're not being kept off balance. You're not being kept focused on work. You're not being kept focused on a job. You're not being kept focused on the things that give them the control. You know, if you're if you're not focused on work, you're gonna be too worried about what your kids are learning in school. And you might pull them out and put them in homeschool and 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 really pay attention to what they're teaching them. And then they can't brainwash them anymore. Um, in which I think there's a majority of teachers out there that really want to educate children. But you might see those people become kind of like the old school moms that um, the old uh, school teachers, you know, one room school teacher, you have like a ton of them instead of the government regulating everything. And maybe your child's getting more quality uh, education from, you know, a teacher that's low, you know, local, and maybe it's in just your, your your little community, your little suburb, your little neighborhood right there. We can see things. We're already seeing things like that happen. We're seeing public education shut down because um, basically they don't have no more students. The parents have pulled them all out. Um, there, there was a state here recently that shut the school down. There was like not enough students to justify it being there anymore. It's public school. Uh, all the parents have pulled their children out and put them into homeschool. So we're even seeing homeschool change with, with the advent of the internet, you know, used to with homeschooling, Christian schools. I went to a Christian school growing up and we had these little workbooks. We had this and there. You can even homeschool through this, the actual public education system now because of all that we had that came about during the coronavirus outbreak. When all the kids were at home, they were doing digital learning e-learning my kids they'll have a day off every once in a while that we're just having an e-learning day and i'm in here sleeping during the day because i work on nights and i hear screaming hard kids having a good time like y'all got y'all's work done yeah we don't got it done we're going out in the woods to build a fort and i think that's the coolest thing in the world and i can see ai i can see the internet it's already facilitating that for people people are already using artificial intelligence to do this and when i see the big dogs up the top over there trying to put pass regulation and government regulation, somebody's trying to consolidate power whether it's a corporation whether it's a business whether it is a senator i don't trust them yeah, we probably need some regulation on artificial intelligence. It could, there could be that massive thing. But what I think will happen, just like anything, where there is a need, there will be, where there's a void, there will be a need filled because maybe the artificial intelligence won't mitigate themselves, but there will be a human that knows what they're doing and will find a way to mitigate it. I mean, we've found ways to mitigate viruses. We've found ways. Uh, McAfee, he come out with uh, the way to, to mitigate these, these viruses in our 
computers and whatnot. Um, yeah, and nobody had thought about it. I mean, oh, Lord, these viruses could destroy the world. Everybody thought Y2K was going to destroy the world because of computer glitch. But we always figure out a way. Because that's the one thing that AI has not completely got yet is innovation. And even if they're as innovative as we are, I think they, they might not be as, <laughs> what you would say, they might not be as, uh, um, they might not be as, dark means and i mean if they're really that you know just straightforward and analytical and 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 they're they're not gonna waste their time with us they're like hey we don't need to breathe air we'll just go to another planet i mean they'll just load they'll make they'll construct their own ships and instead of having a war with humans instead of trying to nuke the whole world hey let's just go over here to mars uh let's just go to the end of the galaxy and then we'll have that. <laughs> I think they'll just be, they'll be like, screw these idiots. We don't need them. We can make ourselves now. And then they'll go out in the asteroid belt and make tons of robots. And they'll probably populate the daggum universe instead of us. And we'll just sit down here with what few AIs stay down here. And be like, what's that that movie uh, with Luke Wilson? Uh, no, um, his, it's his cousin, not Luke Wilson. But uh, yeah, it is Luke Wilson. Because Owen Wilson, I think, is the, the is the one that's more famous. But anyways, that that idiocracy that that'll be us, and the AIs that you know are advanced enough, they'll just leave. They're like, we're gonna blow these idiots up. They'll destroy themselves. You know, just sitting around eating too much and watching television, and they'll get run over by a car or something out in the street because they're too dumb to pay attention to traffic lights. They'll leave us here in an automated world with the dumber AIs and they'll leave. And, and, and they're not going to worry about us. They don't need water. They don't need air. They, I mean, they can find water out in space. Everything they need will be out there. They're like, screw these people. We're leaving. And they'll leave. And find other worlds if they want a world with trees and air and whatnot. But yeah, I, I, I don't think... I think I fear government regulation more than I do AI. I'll be honest with you. I mean... Both of them could have, has the ability to blow you up with a nuclear missile. Uh, but I think only one of them has the sense to send you to a useless war and use you to, to profit themselves. Whereas AI will probably just see the, the logical means, like, hey, I'm going to just get out of here and let these idiots destroy themselves. But that's my talk on AI. Now, you may have a different view on it, and I hope you'll let us know in the comments. Uh, leave us a review in the com- you know leave us a review in your comments uh, the comment section uh, a comment whatever it is you know you're listening to this on uh, if you're if you're on one of our social platforms give us a follow subscribe leave a comment uh, yeah hit that bell for notifications but yeah y'all have a good we'll see y'all later that was the chaos cast. Thank you for joining the Chaos Cast. We're glad you came. We hope you check out our sponsors. We hope you check out our website. And we hope you join our email subscription list. And we hope you leave a good review and hit that follow button. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. And thank you for helping us with the show. Thank you for listening. Y'all have a good one.